The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. I'm going home. It's Christmas Eve for crying out loud. Can't you see? It's not about snow boots. It's not about flashy, expensive presents or getting yours before the other guy gets his. It's about showing people you really care about them. And most of all, it's about a funny little football-headed kid with a good heart but no sense of reality whose entire world view is at stake. Welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast where we rate and review and try to find all those special sweet sweet episodes of television involving Christmas and maybe we can find a nice playlist for you and your family every year we're the curators my name is Brian and I'm here to kick off kids week welcome what's your name that name's weird (laughs) that was the current raider Chris is the narrator and I'm the mashed potato. I'm John. <laughs> the regulator. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I do love to ride. What kind of potatoes are you, John? Just mashed? Yeah, I went with mashed potato. But Yeah. But is that your preferred potato? I'm like a fry guy, even though I know they're bad for me. But it's, the actual answer <laughs> is hash brown is the best potato. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I will judge yep. your establishment strictly off its hash browns. 100 percent right yeah how do you like your hash browns crispy oh absolutely you want a little right. little crisp to it but you gotta have a little soft center my guy my guy mcdonald's is somehow mcdonald formed that mentality <laughs> early on it's a crispy oily goodness there was a beautiful time when they had all day breakfast and then at least the one around here doesn't do all day breakfast anymore and the one also in denver doesn't so if i'm hungover and want some college kid ass hash browns at 2 p.m. when I come to life I can't have them get your shit together McDonald's I wonder if there's a combination of easy to get frozen hash browns and air fryer that I can utilize to essentially get the same effect there was there was the most 30 year old thing that's been on the podcast yeah 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 I wonder if that air fryer talk I'd like to introduce the other co-hosts of this podcast. One is the supreme leader and grand architect, Chris, the narrator, Sweetlick Chris. Hello. Oh, hello. And uh, the other being uh, John Mashed Potatoes Weeding. Yeah. How are you boys doing this week? Well, I'm doing great. I'm I'm ready. I'm excited. December is almost here, so I'm sure John's excited about that as well. Here we are. We're about to really get into it. Thanksgiving is behind us, and it's it's Christmas season. I mean, I thrive off of complaining, so once I really lose my talking point of it's not officially Christmas season yet, till after November, I kind of I kind of have like a sad week. Really got to build myself <laughs> back up, find something new to be mad about. And what w- what do you think that's going to be this oh, year? Oh, I'm sure there'll just be some decoration I find repugnant. <laughs> or someone will complain about holidays. I would love to see your take of put Christ back in Christmas and to fight that war for a year. <laughs> 
my my war is no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about this as much as people think they care about this. We had this like discourse last year. I'm sure at least one of our episodes we watch will somehow be about putting Christ in Christmas. It's like half of the episodes on TV. Yeah, I thought that was what the X-Men episode was about. It might be. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. John, I know what you can get mad about. Yeah. Shipping containers. Like, their, their existence Elaborate. of, like, shipping and non-recyclable material? Because, yeah. Pretty upset Oh, no. That. Uh, it's for all of our... Uh, all the shortages and delays and getting what you want and need. Yeah. Panama Canal getting, you know, clogged up. Like, it it's just port, had a port wheel of Los of Angeles. It's... You know, oh yeah, it's a shit that's show. right. Yeah, well, why is the Port of Los Angeles a shit show? Because everything comes from China, Brian, and that's where it goes. <laughs> it's the the easy access point. I don't I don't get when people get upset about like a gift being late because I think we should understand the times we live in, where it's like yeah, we should have all had our gifts by now. And let me tell you, I do not. Well, even if you have like the best intention, we've all ordered a product that came in like hilariously late because you ordered it from somewhere like slightly dumb well yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm I'm about i'm about to get the second half of my couch that uh, i ordered back over labor day they initially told us about six weeks and then a week later we got an email saying we are going to get half of our sectional in mid-november and half of it in mid-december so keeping our fingers crossed that santa comes through on that promise that sounds about yeah like you know we live in we live in uh, exciting times. So. <laughs> you know the only the only time I ordered something obscenely early was two years ago for April's birthday. April had talked about um, a while even before that uh, when she was growing up, she wasn't allowed to watch Spice World uh, because it was too provocative at the time. It just wouldn't happen. So I thought you know it would be fun when you turn thirty, and this is my inner monologue. If I got her the Spice World DVD and complimentary CD to go with it to play in her car. And uh, I had the foresight enough to look into that months in advance. And I saw I'd have to order it. And it would come in, like if I ordered it in February for her birthday in May, it would come just in time. That sounds about right for like third party physical merchandisers. Yeah. (laughs) I ordered, I ordered, um, they were like collapsible like plastic canteens for water to bring to an event i was going to and they didn't come in and i'm like you know that'll happen when you order something from an instagram ad yeah that they just probably don't come in and then they came in a year later <laughs> did you forget about them <laughs> yeah like, what the fuck is this yeah they like i got like someone like someone like opened them for me and was like oh these are kind of cool and i'm like yeah yeah, that'd have been great. <laughs> well, you but, know what? Well, I guess that was twenty dollars. That's worthless. Something to coming to you the long way around is a great segue into today's episode, which we have not hinted at like we usually do at all in our pre-talk of the show. Not yet. Not yet. Which is why I'm going to start telling our listeners about <laughs> today's episode. Do you remember a time where you were watching the golden era of Nickelodeon and Nickelodeon cartoons? I'm talking Ah Real Monsters. I'm talking Cat Dog. I'm talking SpongeBob. I'm talking Angry Beavers. And with it all, hey Arnold. The unsung hero. The unsung football head to take us to the end zone. Arnold, forget his last name already. 
But yeah, today we're covering Arnold's Christmas, the 11th episode of the first season of Hey Arnold. And uh, I'm excited for it. How do you boys feel about it? Uh, feeling feeling pretty good. You know, feeling pretty okay about this episode. I think we're going to have a bad time talking about it because it was nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. All right. How about you, listener? Do you want to hear a recap? Yay! Yeah, this Great! <laughs> <laughs> this guy has taken that Blue's Clues video to heart. I am not afraid to say it. I love that video. And it was good to hear from Steve after so long. Well, when he was off fighting the Taliban, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> man had important work to do. Yes, he did. That man defended our country. Anyway, the episode starts a few days before Christmas... And secret Santas are getting pulled from a hat over at the boarding house that Arnold lives in, in New York City. And Arnold, for his secret Santa, pulls Mr. Hun. Mr. Hun is a tenant who Arnold does not know how to shop for and doesn't know what that perfect gift is. Unlike his friend Gerald, who gets everybody in his, in his life a necktie, Arnold doesn't want to do that. So he sits down with Mr. Hun. He starts talking to him. Hey, what's like your, what do you want for Christmas? He's got enough sweaters. He doesn't like candy. So logically, that means Arnold needs to find Mr. Hun's long lost daughter. See, Mr. Hun comes from, and they don't say this, a Vietnam-esque country. And when he was younger, he had a daughter. And war was, <laughs> war was coming from the north. And it wasn't safe to live in that country. So him and his daughter tried to get out. But the only way out was through what looked surprisingly like an embassy. Only it didn't say so for the United States. The last way out was via helicopter. And they were only taking one more passenger. So this man takes his daughter, the most precious thing in his life, and he holds her up. And she's taken from him. And the soldier that took her yelled one thing only, and that was New York City. And 20 years later, that's why he relocated to the boarding house of the hopes of finding his daughter. So Arnold says that's going to be the best Christmas present ever. So he goes out to search for the daughter. And he comes across a government building in which there's one final employee doing some work who might be the help. And he strikes a bargain with Arnold on Christmas Eve. Finish all my shopping and I will look for this person for you. Arnold and Gerald go out. Shot for everything but a pair of boots, which is the one thing Helga, Arnold's secret lover once, secret admirer? Secret lover, secret, yeah. That's a different admire, implication. Yeah, that is a whole yeah secret admirer. Right. So, Arnold can't find the last thing on the guy's list. He doesn't agree. If the last thing on the guy's list is the one thing Helga wanted and got for Christmas. So she secretly gives the boots to the guy, and then the guy finds the daughter, and the daughter's reunited with the father, and it's Christmas, baby. Boom. That's the episode. Gotta provide context, Chris. Well, he is thorough in the borough, and, and that's a must, because New York is its own character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have that note, too? Yeah, that the, the city, okay. the, the story could only have happened in New York. I had an interesting note that I actually took from our Band of Brothers episode, which is, war is bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> war, not good. War? War is, Doesn't know, seem great. you know what is good? Family. War, yeah. what is it good for? Family's good. Absolutely nothing. I'll say that again, but you can also say family's good again. Yeah. 
family yeah. is good. Yeah. What was your takeaway from the episode, guys? That it was it was nice. Yeah, it was, it was good. Just, it was it, it was, was a wholesome a, little bit of '90s television. It was a nice little nice little positive clap through the through the day. It uh, progressed yeah. with a good little good little clip. Really a big fan of it. Really, really was completely unoffended by it, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. therefore will be hard to podcast about because it was just <laughs> it was neither overly technically impressive nor terrible. It was just very nice. Oh. Uh, analog animations. That was my big takeaway. Everything looked very comforting and was drawn in a way that I enjoyed. So my first note on this was, I, I'm assuming they swapped out the traditional Hey Arnold theme song for something a little more Christmassy in this. Is that correct? I've not seen Hey Arnold in a very long time, so I couldn't remember what the Hey Arnold theme song was. But For, for the life of me, I can't. I, I All I know is it ends. It's like a little, like... Is it a little like beat, like Is jazz, it? like a little beat jazz thing that ends with like, it's like the city making noise. Oh, it ends with like, "Hey, football head" or whatever. Or maybe just someone saying, "Hey, oh, Arnold." Yeah. 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 It's a slapper though, for sure. It is a fun intro. I'm listening to it right now. Yeah. It tells you everything you need to know. It introduces New York as a character, and which is the most important character. Because uh, that is the only place this this show could happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. Boston? Don't even think about it. <laughs> I hate to offend our Boston listeners out there. I don't. <laughs> Fuck the socks. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys have got, you guys have gotten so many more movies than your shitty city deserves. <laughs> <laughs> but not our favorite movie from your town, which is The, the Town. town. Fuck the departed. It's all about the town. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, why did you pick this episode? I picked this episode because it was one of those things that I, I saw growing up, and it just had one of those really kind of weird, and I don't know if it was necessarily profound, like impacts on me. And, and it's just something that I hadn't seen in the longest time, but I could remember so vividly. Like, the guy sitting in his office working away up until Christmas, you know? Uh, uh, like, the story Mr. Hunt tells about, you know, uh, living in his home country and uh, giving his daughter away. Like, the music, everything left a huge imprint on me. And kind of a positive, not a kind of, it was absolutely a positive light. Because I remembered it being very sweet. I remember kind of embodying everything that Christmas is about. You know, being with loved ones taking that time out of your day to really express how you feel you know uh, getting to know people not getting people ties not getting people ties yeah how do you guys feel about arnold's very harsh repudiation of of gerald's philosophy do you think you can just give everyone a tie because i don't know that gerald's necessarily wrong on that i think yeah if i i'm fine with it as a new father i can't wait to get ties (laughs) I refuse to ever wear a tie again in my life unless, like, unless absolutely forced, and I'd still take a tie. <laughs> John, I'm gonna make you wear, like, five ties at my funeral. <laughs> That's fine. Cool. I don't know if, like, if you have to, as long as I get to do a you googly. Yeah, you absolutely, 
<laughs> yeah, the, you don't get. There will be no live you googly at my funeral. What it will be is you two having pre-recorded you googly in the form of this podcast. <laughs> Where we start with welcome to the Yuletide TV podcast. This is Brian's you googly. <laughs> Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast. Let me check in with my co-host. How you feeling, John? Sad. <laughs> Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, where you're probably wondering where Brian is. He dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite apparel store that is spun off from my favorite burger restaurant. Five ties. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it we've got bow tie we've got keyboard tie we've got skinny tie bolo we've got bolo and then uh clip on clip on i think that's clip on thank you jesus do five ties i think we just did we did yeah Yeah. do you ever have you ever met like an adult at a job where you had calf to wear a tie who like by his own volition is wearing a bow tie because that guy's that guy is one hundred percent evil. I think we shit on bow ties more than we should, and I'm not trying to be like an advocate for bow. I think we should all be at any given point in time indifferent about bow ties. You are an adult man in a bow tie, looking like mommy's little sailor out there. Because you don't have a personality <laughs> to start a conversation, <laughs> so you have to wear the dumbest fucking shit you can put on. Was this guy wearing a a jacket with the bow tie or just the bow tie? Uh, he had a yeah. he had a jacket on, but he'd also wear like the loudest think, shirts we could. If you wear a jacket, it's fine. If you're wearing just like a bow tie and suspenders, get the fuck out. <laughs> Go back to the candy store. I was gonna say I own I own three bow ties. I've worn them probably each once, maybe twice. And yeah, they're sure. wildly inconvenient to wear as a tie. Other ties are better. Here's the craziest thing about bow ties is I bought a bow tie because my friend had a annual New Year's party that he would always have as a theme. And even though the theme always ended up just being like, dress up nice, they would try and put little spins on it. So So one year the spin was all the guys need to wear bow ties. I go and buy a bow tie, never worn a bow tie in my entire life, don't know how to tie one, looking up videos on YouTube. And the videos on YouTube are very helpful up to a point because they're like, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here's step four, step five, magic. All, the, <laughs> all of a sudden your bow tie is done. And you can't understand or see what they're doing. It's just, hey, the bow tie is done. And you're just like, this is the most useless thing that I've ever spent time watching. But, you know, I think another reason for it, too, is nobody really wears suits to work anymore unless you are working at a men's warehouse or something similar. Even the men's warehouse guys are rarely wearing the full suit. Yeah. Did you guys like the amount of time that this episode spanned over? Uh, I was very surprised to see that it started at Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? I did, how did I miss that? Because it's very weird. Because at the beginning, it's all Christmas music. They're they like talk about the gifts, but then when they go and they pick the Secret Santa, they're like, "Okay, Thanksgiving's over. Time to pick Secret Santas." And then like then there's like a commercial break, and then it's like it's Christmas Eve, Gerald, and you're like, "Holy hell, what have you been doing, Arnold?" 
I swore to God it took place like November 23rd to 25th. November? December 23rd to 25th. There we go. No, it, they. Now I'm, you go back and watch it at the at, early on. Like they do a little thing with Helga at the beginning about how much she loves presents, and then when they go pick the names for Secret Santa, there's some there's a line in there about like about Thanksgiving just having wrapped up. That's that's wild to me. I'm more concerned with how we're gonna have to try and discuss another plot point in which have you ever bought pet presents at the last minute again? I don't want to have that conversation again. Don't just don't do it. Plan ahead. Have all your packages <laughs> bought. Have everything bought by December, and then you don't have to worry about it. Your December's so much better. So the thing I really liked about this episode, and uh, not to tip my hand too early on on our ratings, but to me this episode is exactly what I had in mind when I started this podcast of what I wanted to find, which is this feels like a Christmas special. This has a very Christmassy feel to it. Uh, It has an emotional hook in its story, but I think it's also kind of clever in how that story is a little deceptive because the show's called Hey Arnold, but this episode isn't about Arnold really. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> he barely even got called football-headed. Right? Imagine James Bond's Moonraker without them saying Moonraker in the movie. You know what they did say three times in this episode, though? I don't know if you guys caught it. Yuletide. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I catch it, Chris, I took a shot when I heard it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's literally what I wrote down in my notes. I said, said Yuletide, drink. Said Yuletide again, finish your drink. Hell yeah. I like that when asked to play Christmas music, she played Yankee Doodle Dandy. I also enjoyed that. I also was wondering if that is a subtle Christmas vacation reference because they asked the grandma or the great aunt or someone to say the prayer at the Christmas dinner and she starts saying the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) I mean, I can see it. The show's really smart. It's a really smart show. It is a smart show. So well written. Part of the smartness is that, as I was saying, this this episode isn't about Arnold. It's not a. It, I don't even think it's about Mister Quinn. Even it's it's about Helga. She's the one that learns the lesson. I mean, it's not like you spend any time with Gerald at the end, where Gerald's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna start personalizing everything." Now, fucker's gonna get you a tie every year for Christmas for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, he learned his lesson because he explained it to Helga at the department store that that just seemed like a cheap that seemed like a flashy expensive gift yeah but, but really well, when you're in the writer's room and you're like okay who is the lesson supposed to be learned by like sure Harold Gerald caught on to it right but Helga's the one that learned it that had the moment of reflection and changed her ways in a meaningful fashion I mean, this is this is fair. Sacrifice something of hers for the greater good. I mean, that's kind of always what Helga does, though. She's always the character to learn a lesson because Arnold is, you know, the exact opposite of all the other Golden Age Nickelodeon cartoons. Like, he is, he is just lawful good. He is the purest, goodest boy. 
who who does no evil. He's just always trying to help. And you know why? He's empathetic. Yeah. He sees us. He's an empath. And he relates to him. Anything that's hurt him more than Mr. Wynn. And he got a kick-ass bedroom in New York. It's very true. Well, and I think when you look at Helga, and and the start of this episode, I was almost rolling my eyes a little bit. Because I'm like, okay, it's a kid's show. We got to really hit home. Like, oh, there's the one kid who all they care about is presents. And I think that they really did a nice job of taking that kind of story trope. Because I think... Man, stretching way back to season one for us, that Full House episode, I think there was a level of that for one of the, maybe Stephanie, I think, was was very present-focused in that episode. And that was kind of a eye-roll-inducing solution of like, oh, they went to a homeless shelter or something and served people food. This, it's it's predictable, but I still felt for it because it tied in so nicely to Arnold's story and she was doing something nice for him she was in turn doing something nice for Mr. Wynn there was a lot of there was a, ni- a lot of nice like repercussions of her learning her lesson that made it not so much about her at the end of the day too like it wasn't like oh I learned my lesson aren't I great now like it's like oh no like I've really done something now to help people she gets, like, no credit for it either, right? She just kind yeah. of, like, looks at it through the window and then is like, good. I did a, I did my good, well, she did it from her place of love. She's, she's. Which is misplaced. And maybe a little bit of stalking. I don't the quite know how I feel stalking. about their relationship. I don't know how, I'm going to be real with you. I don't remember Hey Arnold. I don't remember if they fall deeply in love. So much stalking. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird, for sure. It's a but, lot weird. Yeah, well, hey. Hey man, Arnold's the greatest detective since Batman. He just makes things happen. <laughs> All right, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to get on that. <laughs> I, I really think I like this because it, it doesn't. It speaks to kids, in my opinion, without treating them like kids. They're not trying to sugarcoat anything. Oh, hey, here's a war-torn country that separated parents from their children, and here's the aftermath of that. And they didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about the details of it, but it was enough to really leave an impact. And again, that is the thing that left an impact on me when I was a kid and stuck with me for so long. I truly wonder what Universal thought when they got like the probably the first version of this script where it probably was. <laughs> they like, they're like, so uh, Christmas episodes mostly about the Vietnam War. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. make an anti-war <laughs> Christmas episode. <laughs> it's like but i mean chris hit on it really well it's like much more like the lesson is so much more subtle and like real than the dumb lessons we dealt with kind of the theme of the the accidental theme of the first season where all the episodes were like christmas isn't about the gifts you get it's about or the received it's about the gifts you give right and being together and this is like an episode where it's like well I actually like show a little bit probably because it's animated and they like don't have to be uh as bound to their their sets and shit yeah like yeah no one's gonna pay for a uh, tool time to be like yeah we'll build a homeless shelter for y'all <laughs> that's fair <laughs> you know um yeah. and to your point uh some of the greatest storytelling is when you show and not just tell and this episode it tells you in the beginning exactly what the lesson's gonna do and then the rest of the episode is showing you 
what it's supposed to look like or what it could look like. And it's not beating you mercilessly over the head with it. Yeah, it's not... They don't really go out of the way to, like... And even, like, Helda's, like, flaw isn't, like, this horrible, like, out-of-character, like... And to show that... Well, to show that she was too greedy, she'll commit a crime. Right. <laughs> it was, like... Right. To show that she was greedy, she's gonna be hype about these boots that they... The show very clearly establishes all, like, the young women in, the, in like, New York City want. She, like, f- gets one by miracle, and then she's like, you know what, I'm willing to give this away for something more important. It's like, oh, good, good. Look, right. the character grew normally in like a sane person way, not like I went from committing embezzlement to ladling soup for the homeless. That's what growth is. <laughs> well, on top of that, too, her getting the boots had no effect on them finding boots, you know, for their fetch quest Christmas deal. Like, it's not like she got the last boots before they did. And she saw yeah. that, mm. oh, no, oh, God, I got, I, I guess I'm directly linked to this. No, she got her boots completely separate, which is really cool to see that uh, turnaround and thought. You know, it just, it didn't, it didn't hit you over the head with it. It was nice. I'm going to pick, I know our time is getting limited here, but I do want to pick a it, which is, boy, it seemed real easy to find his estranged daughter. It's in, yeah. for, a, for a guy who moved to this country to do so and then never did so. Oh, I've had that email draft in my box for ages. I just had to send it out. I could have connected these two last Arbor Day. It just seemed like Arnold just kind of walked in there and was like, Hey, want to do this? Yeah, I can do this in a night. I want to take some Ritalin and get this work done. I think it shows you the, uh, you know, that that guy had quite the power trip, that Mr. Bailey, so he could command little children around to go run his errands for him without remorse, because he's the only one who's got access to it, apparently. You know, this is some pre-internet, or, you know, early internet days where... Uh, honestly, if it's, if it's December 24th, and I haven't done any of my shopping, and I have leverage against some other people that could do my Christmas shopping for me in the midst of all that chaos, I'm doing it. Right? That's like paying three extra dollars of Hulu just to get ad free. Like if it's that little work to do, you know, not have that hassle, I'm doing it. I mean, I think people who do their complete Christmas list on the 24th are actually like beyond just like loving the thrill of the hunt are like a special kind of sociopath. <laughs> I forgot about it. I forgot <laughs> because, about like, that line. Why do you do because, all your shopping on the last day? The thrill of the hunt. <laughs> but, like, the only time I've been physically handled working retail was on December 24th, when I was closing the store to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone, like, tried to grab me and move me, and I was like, what are you... What are we doing? Oh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're, they're I, not going to love you. I grab you gently. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> grab me the way that Arnold grabbed the heart. Mr. Bailey. There you go. Yes. Well, I mean, only kind of, honestly. I mean, it was really Helga who grabbed his heart. Right. I think he was able to grab Mr. Wynn's heart, even though he tried to initially get him a sweater. But man, did that guy have a nice sweater collection. That was great. I just love the idea that, like, Arnold goes to Mr. Wynn and is just like, what can I get you for Christmas? Or, like, trying to, like, just, like, be, like, really, like, subtle hint of it. Listen, Arnold, let me tell you a weird story. <laughs> I'm going to take a left turn. <laughs> this is my origin tale. This is why I am here. 
<laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? Could you imagine if Batman started that with Robin? Robin's like, so, uh, is there any, like, board games or something? Did I ever tell you how my parents died? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about the most traumatic moment of my life. <laughs> Mr. Wynn handled it with tact and fairness. Yeah, he did. Oh, he just, absolutely He did. absolutely and, did. And again, this nice... episode was just smooth. Yeah. yeah oh, it... yeah. It's so smooth. Like, everything just works so well together. Right. There's not a down period. Like, I wouldn't... There's not anything you could take out. And it's even, like, long for a 30-minute episode. Yeah. This is the Mission Impossible fallout of cartoon television shows for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes start to finish. There's Like you said, there's no lull. There's no downtime. It's just next thing you know, it's over. Boom, you learn ties are bad. Boom, you learn uniting families are good. Boom, you learn giving up boots for something good, for something better, bigger than you. There you go. Christmas, baby. Play that Yankee Doodle Dandy. Send us home. <laughs> I, I will say I really warmed up to the um, very short slogan for the for the boots, which had like a perfume-esque kind of voiceover to them, which was, Gospomoni. <laughs> right? I noticed the little like st- the song playing and the little like pretend ad that Helga was doing in the snow, and it's like that. This is kind of like good this yeah, is very I, funny it's like i would i would definitely go ghost bemoni <laughs> i also enjoyed all the boarding house characters i enjoyed danny devito cousin nico from grand theft auto 4 <laughs> <laughs> just a good show it's just a good show i think i used to do a voice whenever i was mockingly imitating women that i realized it was pretty much just helda helga's mom <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I shopped all day for these boots. I was in line for 18 hours. John, do you want to talk more about how often you were mocking women? Yeah. No, I don't want to I don't want to say that, but I do I you know, maybe my wording could have been better. I don't okay. know. All right, boys, let's wrap up some final judgments. I think we've hit some good talking points here and uh, you know, I I think we can close this out strong. You know, I don't think we need I'm just kidding. Is this 10 boots? A tie? Or giving your daughter away in the most painful moment of your life so she could have a better one? That traumatic separation. Terrible. Yeah, that's a bad scale. But it's a classic. It's some Spumoni boots. Some Spumoni boots. It's great. It's really, really good. It clips along well. It's just the right length i really had truly no desire to watch this today and was trying to not pay attention to it and it roped me it got me in there in five minutes yep every character's voice was different than i remembered in my child brain but (laughs) i was still fine with it (laughs) this episode doesn't bite that's a (laughs) hey arnold reference chris I am also going to say a Christmas classic. Um, as I said, I mean, this is, I think, the ideal the ideal episode that I have been trying to find in the two years doing this podcast. I think it feels like a Christmas special. There are at times where I was getting some, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas vibes from it. Not, not in anything it was uh, explicitly referencing, but just, just the general vibe of it in its kind of sweetness. 
and so you know i think nickelodeon if you're not playing this every year in some kind of retro holiday block like you absolutely should be because i think there's a strong audience for it namely me (laughs) chris will be there with bells on yes (laughs) well to wrap it up absolute christmas classic it's got the perfect amount of Christmas as part of it. It's got a lovely lesson to be learned, and it's got touching family moments that teach you what Christmas is all about. So, you know, what's not to like? Good job, Hey Arnold. Good work. No Great. more war. Nope. All right. Well, a, a very strong start to our week discussing kid shows. John, I think it is only appropriate that you get to kick off December for us. Do you want to remind people what you're going to be covering? On Wednesday? Oh, yeah, we're about to... X-Men. Yeah, we're going to watch X-Men, the one that was animated on when animated and out when we were children. It's a very Murloc Christmas. It will be bad. Very Murloc. X-Men... Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna probably not be an Omega level episode. Oh, let's be real about this. It's probably not gonna be as good as this. But I remember some very distinct things from this episode, and I cannot wait to revisit them and get the whole picture of what happens here. I'm excited to be going in blind. Oh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I'm so excited. I just remember they like this show is like not a children's show much like most i guess 90s kids show it was like really not for kids and like you had to have been like pretty deeply familiar with the comic books for it to make remotely anything resembling sense (laughs) you know how they tried to do dark phoenix saga as movies twice this show did it better yeah it's also just a straight agent of chaos like as a show it's like like they have the entire archangel saga in it oh yeah shit it's just like what truly bonkers i'm excited i'm gonna go i'm gonna watch some x-men tonight they go super super cosmic with it like lalandra is a major player like in later seasons of that show it's hilarious it's amazing i cannot wait good times as prep for it, you have to watch that really fun fan dub of the theme song where the guy gives it lyrics. <laughs> oh, yeah. X-Men. And then you also have to watch Maybe I'm the Juggernaut Bitch if your ears aren't sensitive. Maybe. <laughs> Do you know who maybe, I maybe am? If, maybe, maybe if Vinnie Jones didn't ruin that for you. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. If your ears are sensitive, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's not very 2021 friendly in there. Yeah. <laughs> If you're not an eighth grader in, <laughs> yeah, if you're not an eighth grader in the early two thousands, yeah, it's probably not gonna work for you. But no. it did get a line into two juggernaut appearances. Yes, yes, it's pretty, which is more than you can ask for, right? For a yeah. fan dub, it's, you know, it's got legs. <laughs> If you want to help this podcast continue to have some legs, why not uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us? Uh, We'd really appreciate it. That'd be a nice little Christmas gift for us. Any type of rating or if you just want to subscribe so you're the first to know when we have new episodes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all Christmas season long, we're going to be rocking it. So stick along with us. You can 
reach out to us, yuletidetv at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, anything you want to know, we're happy to give it a read. Maybe we'll read it on the podcast. Uh, you can also contact us Instagram and Twitter at yuletidetv.com. We have a website, which I think I just said instead of saying at yuletidetv. Um, yuletidetv.com. That's where our website is. You can find all our episodes there. We have done, if you can believe it, over 60 episodes of this podcast, which seems like too many. <laughs> but Wait till we hit 100. Wait till we hit 100. Will anything special happen? Probably not. No. Then we switch to New Year's. <laughs> there we go. Yes. <laughs> New Year's exclusives podcast. Until we get to that point, we're going to be sticking with Christmas, and we hope you stick with us. Thanks for listening today. I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am John. John, 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 John. John, John. Thanks for listening. We're glad you're still alive. <laughs> Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from soundbible.com. And Joy to the World provided by freexmasmp3.com.